We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Dawson here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Finks. Are we still live? Feel the 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I'm blacked out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled. You know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Tasker. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Feel the 68. After Welcome to the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, for the Field of 68 After Dark. I'm John Fanta with Jeff Goodman, with Rob Dowster. Tonight, she saw four top 25 teams hit the court for the Jimmy V Classic. FAU beating Illinois. Uh, Illinois beating FAU, making a statement the Illini did. And just moments ago, number five, Connecticut, beating number nine, North Carolina. 87 to 76. So that's where we begin here. Get your comments in on the YouTube chat. We want to hear from you. Jeff Goodman, UConn wins this game. They bounce back from the loss to Kansas. What did the reigning national champion show you tonight? That they can win another one. That they're in the hunt to win another one. Again, I'm not going to put him as like a front runner or anything like that, even though Danny Hurley is going to be pissed at me for saying that because <laughs> that's just Danny Hurley. But, but ultimately – here, here's the deal with, with UConn right now is Tristan Newton's turned himself into a really, really good point guard, okay? Uh, Alex Caravan is a terrific player and not shooting the ball well because he had the dislocated finger. Donovan Klingon hasn't even played well yet. Hasn't played well yet at all. Um, Sampson's been great. To be honest, that's been, well, that's been their best lineup with him at the five, to be honest, because defensively, some of the things he can do, and then offensively, he's a lob threat. He can go up there and go get it. Um, and you look at Castle, this first game back, basically. So you think of what they did tonight to Carolina, what they did going into Kansas, almost beating Kansas at a place that Bill Self never loses, and they have three guys that, to me, aren't near what they're going to be. And I just talked to Dan Hurley about that, and, and he said, listen, yeah, like, basically call me an idiot. Well, he's, he's basically not, he's what not he wrong. Does. Yeah, basically, wrong. without calling me an idiot, he called me an idiot for not having trust in them in the preseason when I went there for practice. And again, I just I was hesitant to put them as a as a title contender with everything but they had I, lost. Look, I was I was there too, right? Yeah. I was I was in the same boat as you, where yeah. I thought that that this UConn team was going to be a little bit closer to like a three seed, 
then a team that's going to be in the mix for a one seed. They're absolutely going to be in the mix for a one seed as long as they do what they got to do in Big East play. But I think it's the growth of Tristan Newton. Like we knew that he was going to be a good player. Yes. He was the best player on the floor in the national title game, yeah. right? You know he's going to be a good player. He's gone from a good player to like a bona fide All American. I, I have a, I have a very insane. real question for you: How many point guards in college basketball right now are playing better than Tristan Newton? Not many. I make many. the argument that uh, Isaiah Stevens is at Colorado State. He's been unbelievable. He's averaging eighteen and eight. Newton's for an eight in and the team. conversation. That's all. That's all yes. you got to say. He's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and if I had told you that. A year and a half ago, everybody, including Dan Hurley, would have laughed at us. Mm-hmm. Cam Spencer is as pivotal of a portal. Cam Spencer, 23 points, 7 rebounds, mm-hmm. 6 assists, 8 for 14 from the floor, 0 turnovers, 36 minutes. Amazing. You can't do that. No. Especially coming off, again, he's, he's still not 100%. You know, he's not. And and then you throw in, okay, all these players, right, that fit together. Solo ball was awesome tonight. Awesome. And, and I talked to Jason Smith, his coach at Brewster Academy, and I said, are, are you surprised? And he said, no, no, not at all. He, he's even keel, great shooter, just knows how to play, isn't going to get too high, too low. And then you throw in Dan Hurley, one of the best coaches in the game right now. So, again, I think it, it started with, they lose to New Mexico State in the tournament, and he says, "We're not going down this way anymore. We're gonna, we're gonna get shooting. We're gonna get guys who can move the ball, and obviously toughness." We will be joined by Cam Spencer in a few moments. Rob Doster caught up with him downstairs. We're here at Madison Square Garden. We're better to be tonight. Jimmy V Classic was on fire here. This building was absolutely terrific throughout the night. Carolina fans brought it. A, a thought on North Carolina watching them live. RJ Davis is good, man. Like, he is good. And it's nice to see him. I I didn't know if it was going to work playing him off the ball. And it's working for them offensively, playing him off the ball. He's been, he's got, except that he's small. So, like, five straight games. Yeah, the only hard part is defensively. Yeah, five straight games of 20 plus points, right? And I I think what we're seeing is him kind of embracing this role as being the go to guy that he wasn't able to be the last two years with Caleb Love. And that's not, not a shot at Caleb Love. I promise you it's not. But, Getting him the chance to be like the number one guy has been good for him. I think Elliot Cadeau has been terrific so far this year as a freshman. I didn't necessarily see that coming. Um, I think Harrison Ingram has been fantastic. Much better as than we well. thought. Yeah. I'm worried about them defensively. Like they gave up 92 to Tennessee. They gave up 87 tonight to UConn. You're right. With RJ Davis and Elliot Cadeau in your backcourt, you are going to be limited on the defensive end of the floor. Will it matter if, you, if you're able to put up 90? No, but if it's going to be a night like this and you don't necessarily have everybody Those having guards aren't big-time rebounders. Yes. They're not helping out in the glass enough. So then so much is on Baycott and Ingram. And, you know, I, I, then they put Jalen Washington in there and against, you know, Klingon. You know, he's just tossing them around. I think your point is so well made because heading into the year, the consensus was for this UConn team to be in that top echelon. It would mean that Donovan Klingon was an All-American. But the fact is, tonight, he was in foul trouble. He came into his third foul. It's a non-factor. Just a half minute into the second half. Samson Johnson just brings a different level of energy off the bench, and he gave Armando Baycott issues. He did, and it wasn't just him. It was a lot of guys coming at Baycott. That, that's the difference, right? Newton is an elite guard rebounder. Cam Spencer can go in there and get boards as a big, strong, tough wing. You know, it, it felt like Baycott was every time he was going for a board, he had three guys around him. 
every single time. And that's kind of, again, that that's a culture thing of for Dan Hurley is you're always going to go with toughness, number one. But now he's got skill to match, offensive skill. Well, I mean, that was, the, that was the change that he made in heading into last season, right, right? in the 2022-23 yeah. season. He made a conscious decision to say, okay, we can play with the same level of toughness and the same mindset and get some of these kids, but we got to get guys that can make shots and we got to get guys that can make plays as well. And that's what you're seeing with this group is they're able to space the floor. I mean, think about it like this. Mm -hmm. They shot 31 threes tonight. Yeah. If I would have told you when Dan Hurley got the job that he was going to have a team that took 31 of their 66 shots from beyond the arc and win a game against North Carolina by double digits, that's not – I don't know if that's necessarily what you would have no. imagined with a, a Dan Hurley kind of a program. And the other thing that I will just say about this is I think getting Steph Castle – I don't think people understand, like, the value that he brings. And the reason I say that is because yep. what UConn is kind of lacking right now – and we talked about this a little bit after the Kansas game, Jeff – what they're lacking right now is two things. One, another guy that can go make something happen at the end of a clock on his own. Cam Spencer did it tonight against uh, against a North Carolina team that's not a great defensive team. Um, he couldn't do it really against the Kansas team that had three great defenders on it. Steph Castle is a guy that can be a difference maker there. And two, we always talk about big athletic wings. Like he is six, he's built like a 26 year old. And that level of defensive athleticism is something that will be huge for them. I know that I'm putting you on the spot here, but it's such a conversation topic. And we had this on the show last night. And it was very interesting. We're going to get to Cam Spencer here in a moment. If I gave you four teams tonight to pick in the national championship tier, who would be your four? Well, I think that that tier is about nine to ten teams deep. But if you wanted to give me like – wanted me to give you a top four. One A, you know what I, I would, mean. No, yeah, give I me just say, four. 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 Yeah, give me I would four. say yeah. Arizona. Yep. I'm still going to go Purdue. Okay. I'm going to put UConn in that group. I agree with you. And I'm going to put Kansas in there. And the reason I'm going to put Kansas in there is, one, they have three wins over top 12 Kempom teams. And, two, I trust Bill Self, the four guys that we know are dudes, to be able to figure it out with the fifth spot in that line. Lineup. Well, that, that's where I'll, I'll go too. Is right. So, I'll go. I'll go Dan Hurley in UConn. I'll go Bill Self. I, again, I don't think they can win six, but I think they can win four and get there. I'll go Kelvin Sampson in Houston because I'm just going to go coaches at yep. this point yep. with obviously enough talent. And the, the fourth one is a little bit harder because Matt Painter hasn't done it in the tournament, right? right? Tommy Lloyd hasn't done it in the tournament. So for me, the fourth one gets a little bit more difficult. Can I guess, guess who it's going to be? Yeah, because I don't know it yet. I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to go through it right <laughs> I'm now. Shocked well, okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're, we're on for an hour, so we can get that answer update. That's called a tease. Yeah. Just having go. feel. You're going to bring fourth the fourth team. team to us later in the show. For now, Rob Doster has the exclusive one-on-one postgame with the man of the night, Cam Spencer of the Connecticut Huskies. And let me welcome on to the field of 68 after dark. Cam Spencer, fresh off a 23-point, 7-rebound, 6-assist performance, no turnovers coming off of the night that you had against Kansas. Big UConn win. How do you feel, man? You feel pretty good? I feel good. You know, I'm really just happy with how the team responded. You know, we weren't very happy with, uh, obviously, the Kansas game. And, um, you know, I thought, I thought we raised our intensity level, which is something that the coaches wanted. Um, and I'm just really proud of our guys for executing tonight. Um, big win against North Carolina. I feel like your intensity level probably doesn't need to go much higher than it was today. 
Yeah, I was <laughs> I was out there uh, for sure, just a lot of adrenaline, but I, I felt like the, the team needed it, and um, hopefully it helped them. And you know, I just wanted to get our energy level as high as possible, and uh, just happy we got the win. Coming off of Friday night, obviously. Close loss, one where I know that you watched the tape, and I know that you probably are kicking yourself a little bit for some of the shots that you missed. How do you feel? How good do you feel being able to knock down a couple of them? Yeah, it feels great. You know, I've, I've, it feels like the longest days in between uh, games where you play like that. And, you know, I, I put a lot of the ownership on my on myself for that loss. So, you know, not making shots and not doing things to help the team. So happy to respond, but really just happy with, with our team and how, how we responded with our attitude and our last couple of days of practice. And uh, we got out here with a great win. The, the transfer portal has been something that's been sparked by college basketball, obviously. You are the senior point from Rutgers. Um, Stepping into this program, kind of seeing what it is from the inside of the how much it feels like the perfect fit for you. Your level of yeah, um, you know, it started with Coach Riley. He, he brings it every day. doesn't have a bad day. Uh, the intensity level of practice and film and, and everything that we do. Um, and, you know, watching you guys last year and the previous years, you can see the intensity that they play with, but you understand why the program is the way it is with him leading it and uh, just the, how hard we practice. And, uh, yeah, I just love everything about it. 3 and 0 in the park. You need to go. I love it so far. It's been great to me, so we got to keep it going. That's Cam Spencer. <laughs> Back to yourself. Which you're on set here. Yeah, that was uh, not my finest moment. <laughs> you're such an amateur. I know. What did you it's learn? It's hard at the moment, man. It's hard at the moment when you got the interview going and you don't plan it out. You're like, oh, shit, what am I supposed he's to do? Never done it's an it's like he's never done one before. What did you see in his performance at Eleanor Arena? In Eleanor or Baldwin <laughs> Arena. Get it right, Fanna. You should have seen it when I, when I put the picture up on my laptop of Eleanor R. Baldwin. And I had it up there for like a good 10 minutes. And all of a sudden, Rob looks over and he just lost it. He lost it. It was pretty funny. You had to go the whole Eleanor R. Baldwin oh, arena. Well, Every I said time. It, I said it the first time, and I was like, <laughs> then they were it's like, what are you that's... doing? I was like, I'm going to do it the rest in. of the show. God bless you, Dagan Hughes. <laughs> uh, some parting thoughts on UConn, Carolina. Then we'll get to Illinois and their win over FAU tonight. We know there's a lot of fighting Illini followers out there. And thanks for staying up with us here. If you're in the YouTube chat, fire any questions. Dagan can text us your questions. Okay. So, Connecticut, in the second half, in the first half, they're up at the break. But they only shot four for 16 from three. And, and Tom Moore was downstairs, UConn assistant. And he kind of said it. He's like, man, when we hit a three, it feels like four or five. And in this building, it does because they they travel oh, from CT. Talk about that. No, it's ridiculous. I was sitting in the crowd with my wife, and, and we were in that UConn section. And my wife looked back, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, who are these people? I mean, it, it's people like him. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. I mean, you've got absolute lunatics. Uh, true story. Um, my high school shooting guard accosted. Well, they didn't accost, but he uh, he went up to Andy Katz. He was like, I played basketball with Rob Dawson in high school. <laughs> Where would shout, you rank Shout out to Dan Golden. Where do you put UConn fans? I mean, when they're at the Garden, they're, they're pretty damn good. They're up there with, you know, the best of them. You know, I, I think, again, like Texas Tech still, if you go to Lubbock, if you go to Lubbock, that that group, I'm telling you, they, they're, they're and where we level. had January 27th, where yeah, we're going yes, January. That, that, that's going to be elite. Town, that's going to be elite. Am I going to be allowed there? Are we going to be allowed there? What do you mean? You, what, what are you what talking you about? Can, can we? Like, <laughs> what are you talking are we, about? Are we? Are we? Are we invited to Providence? Are we allowed there?
What are, what, Am I going to need Kim English to get us a security escort? No. No. Are you going to have a beer thrown at your head? I, mean, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully Kim will take care of me. Uh, anyway, yes, like to me, it's a major, major home court advantage, obviously, for UConn being here. But I don't think that's what did it. I, I think it's, again, the toughness. I talked to Baycott after the game. and He said, man, like they just come after you. They come after you and they killed them on the offensive glass. And, you know, this Carolina team's good. They're not great. But. Again, I, I figured they would give UConn a little bit more of a fight because they're older, right? They're older. They were healthy coming in where UConn was a little banged up. What so would I was make, surprised. What would make this, with that in mind, now that you've seen enough of Carolina, what would make this a successful Hubert Davis year three? I mean, I think second weekend would be a huge success for Carolina. I think Carolina fans would, would take that and sign up in a heartbeat right now. Do you feel better about 16. Carolina than Duke? Big picture? Right now, right now right. I do. I think that there's more of a ceiling for Duke. I think that they have some things that they can figure out and there's more talent on that roster. But I think if they lined up right now and they played right now, I probably would pick North Carolina to win. Yeah, it's a close one. It's not an easy one, to be honest. Who, who you, if you're putting stock in one of, of Carolina or Duke, I don't know who I feel most comfortable with, to be honest, at this point. Because, you know, those Duke young guards, still they're kind of – you don't know what to expect out of them right now. And obviously the Proctor injury, we don't know what that's going to be. But I think he's going to miss some some significant time here from what I'm hearing. So, yeah, I, I like Carolina just pleasantly surprised me. But, again, tonight I was a little disappointed. They never really put full game pressure on – UConn, they cut it to five at halftime, you know, on, on, on a bucket there at the end. But they never were able to really put pressure on them in the second they half. Made, they made some runs in the second half. But that never got, got it close. down to, like, a, a, a possession. True. They, they got it they to did. five. They got it to five. Right. R.J. Like, Davis. Three different times yeah. they got it to five. Um, but what happened was they just they couldn't get that one stop that they needed. And I don't know if this is – so let me ask you guys this. It feels like UConn is shooting about 85% on shots that come in the final three seconds of the shot clock. Like, a lot of their possessions we saw with Alex Caravan against Texas here, right? Yep. We saw it with Tristan Newton at Kansas. We saw it tonight. Cam Spencer made a couple. Solo Ball hit one. Uh, Tristan Newton made a couple yep. of them. That Can you rely on that? Is that something that is sustainable? And part of me says, like, but I'm don't want to have that. I'm not worried. They've good enough shooters collectively. They've got really good shooters, right? Newton, Caravan's got much better shooter than, than yeah. he's shown. He showed me his finger, and that thing is oh, still it's, like it's screwed up. Yeah, oh, it's nasty. It's screwed up. So it's you, nasty looking. You've got to me three high-level shooters on the court, and and you know I think that's enough in this day and age. That's more than most teams have. Yeah, I just it's it feels like you're living on the edge a little bit, but at the same time, it's what they need to be able to ha get it done while they're waiting for Klingon to get back to being himself. And I, I don't is it is I'm torn on this. Because on the one hand, I think he's still having an impact defensively. But he – I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if he doesn't have his legs yet because he's dealing with a toe thing. After yeah, dealing with, with the, the other foot. Thing and, the other foot. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if he just hasn't gotten all the way back into shape. I don't know if it's just, like, he doesn't really practice, so he's kind of rusty, and it's like it's just – everything's not clicking, and when it's not clicking, and you're, you're – or, or, wait, could it be – could it be, oh, my, that we overrated Donovan Klingon a little bit, and it's going to take more time. It's I mean, gonna take more time. What do you? Could. What it do you average like, minutes last year? How many average? How many minutes he, he played? So 
dominant. And it's like the, the shots. That, so he had one post up there tonight against – he had Harrison Ingram on him, and he goes up and he leaves it short. And then on that same possession, it comes back around and he goes up and a lob's thrown to him, and he doesn't get up high enough. That ball kind of hits him in the hand, and he misses the lob. And those are things that he never would have missed last year. And so I think it's just a confidence timing. thing. Well, it, I think it may be timing. Timing, yeah. rust. Yeah. He doesn't have All the weight. Yeah. I think he'll get there. All right, let's turn to the first game of tonight, Jimmy V Classic here at Madison Square Garden, Illinois and Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, you guys saw them throughout the weekend. They're coming off the field of 68 tip-off where they look terrific in the wins over Charleston and Liberty. That's the first time that you said it the right way. You said field of 68 Invitational like 15 times. You got me to the point where I was calling the field of 68 Invitational too. Okay, I apologize uh, for calling it the field of 68 Invitational. <laughs> it was the tip-off at Eleanor R. Baldwin right. Arena. Uh Eleanor might be a sponsor of ours by the end of the year, uh, based on how much look. If she pay, she's made money. If she could pay for an arena, she, she could drop us, drop us back. So they come off of that, and now they're facing an Illinois team that, that honestly, heading into the night, I think the collective thought would be, hmm, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Well, we do know now that Marcus Stolmask <laughs> was a <laughs> big time transfer addition by Brad Underwood. Stolmask goes for thirty three points. Terrence Shannon goes for 33 points, yeah. and Illinois takes down Florida Atlantic. Your reaction? So my reaction here was the, the length of Illinois and, and, and how apparent it was. When we were down at the Field of 68 tip-off, John, tip-off, <laughs> they FAU went up against Liberty and Charleston, and the guards, Elijah Martin's my height, right, wouldn't you say? Six three, six yeah. three. He might yeah. he might not even be six three. Yeah, I think he's my height. John L. Davis is a little bit bigger than me, maybe six four. They don't have those big wings. Greenlee's not big, right? I mean, those guys just aren't. So, can they be exposed against certain teams? I think they were tonight. I think Elijah Martin had a hard time getting the basket. So what did he do? He settled for threes. They weren't falling. And then on the other end. They couldn't stop Domask. They mm. couldn't stop Terrence Shannon. Domask was posting him up. He kind of looked like a villain over guard at times. And Terrence Shannon did whatever the hell he wanted tonight. They, they both did, man. Yeah. They yeah. both got wherever they wanted. Yeah. And, and to me, it was Domask, right? Because FAU kind of had control of this thing in the first half. And it felt like they didn't have Vlad Golden play that much in the first half. Uh, then the Rosado kid yeah. got in foul trouble, and they were playing with Trey Carroll, who is a buck couldn't guard you and they were still heading into the half they, they had into halftime with the lead and it felt like okay they're going to get vlad back in the second half they're going to find a way to get a little tougher defensively they're going to start getting some stops and they're going to find a way to pull away with this thing and you know what happened marcus domas went for 25 in the second half and he didn't just hit like eight threes and get fouled a bunch like he got wherever he wanted yeah. He posted up, he turned, and he hit these little eight-footers, and he had these little runners, and he got to the basket. Terrence Shannon got wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted, especially in transition. And Golden wasn't me, on the court enough early, too. He yeah. was sitting again. Now, he, he's the difference maker for me. No, he things. is. But but here's my thing is that I, I hear what you're saying on FAU, and I don't disagree, but I took so much more away from what Illinois can be when they play their best. I get and it, here's but my is Domask ever going to do that again? Well, that's right? what I was about to say. Here's my question is we saw a very similar performance from 
Illinois last year against UCLA. I was in, there. In, was it Vegas? Yes. Yeah, I was there. And that was when Mick Cronin like said the, some words afterwards that I can't repeat. That's not, that's not the first time that that has happened. And, and, and mind you, as you're going, last year Matthew Meyer came in here and had an unbelievable mm-hmm. right. Right. performance right. Yes. for Illinois yes. that wasn't exactly. Now, Shannon's been better. He's been fantastic. He's averaging so 22 games. All American. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's been great. Now they haven't played. You know, obviously they they lost to Marquette at home, then they beat Rutgers. Hadn't played a ton in between. But, yeah, I mean, listen, if Domas can average 17 a game, they're different. But, like, are you really expecting him to do that? He's been on fire the last three games. Yeah. But he came into this game averaging less than 10. Right. Terrence Shannon was the only double-figure scorer. And to me, that's what kind of stood out. Like he, if, Coleman if Hawkins Shane, wasn't very good. No. He's, what, is he, what's he dealing with? Like, he only played, he's played yeah. four games, banged up. Yeah, they just I mean like Luke Goody was was solid in this one, but it was it was a two man show. Two. Harmon it was a hit a man show. And again, like sometimes we put too much into a single game. Mm-hmm. And and I think this might have been that case of a matchup that was very favorable. And, and give Brad Underwood a lot of credit because honestly, he took advantage of those matchups. Hey, let's face it. Last year, Illinois, Texas. That night, the way we reacted, look yeah. where those two teams ended up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Texas ended up going to the Elite Eight and really should have gone to the Final Four yeah. Yeah. had they not collapsed to Miami. For Illinois, big picture, because there were a couple of Big Ten games tonight. We can turn to that as well if you'd like to go down that angle because Michigan State lost at home to Wisconsin and didn't look good at all. Mm-hmm. Is Illinois, in your mind, the second-best team? In no, the Big Ten. I'm, you can't ask him that question because remember what his answer two and a half weeks ago. Well, I'm trying to give him another question. shot. It's still – it's – it's yeah, don't, I, don't I know. On, don't, yeah, hate on, don't hate on the Michigan Wolverines. Okay, they've they lost five of six. They're, just, they're, they're in exactly. a slump. Just a slump. In a slump. It's a mini slump. A slump. It's just a slump. Right. What do you define as slump? UConn lost six out of eight last year and won the national title. That's all I'm saying, okay? That's all I'm saying. So buckle Rob, up. Hey, wait, wait. Buckle up. Rob right? Doster just said Michigan is going to win the national title. Yeah, you know who else has that. lost five of six? DePaul. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think the second best team in the Big Ten right now is probably Wisconsin, right? And I think that, that this Yeah, I think that's fair. They've been on a tear lately. I will say this. I will say this about Illinois. And we've said it last year. We said it the year before. We probably said it the year before that. It feels like we've said it every year that Brad Underwood's been there, right? right? I think Illinois can beat anybody in college basketball this year when they play the way that they played tonight, right? I agree How with that. How many teams are going to beat them if they got two guys going for 30? That said, yeah. I don't think that this is going to be something that is entirely sustainable. That is not a hot take. Of course not. But if they can get Terrence Shannon being the guy that he's been, and Marcus Domask, like you said, if he's like a 15 to 17 point per game guy. He's got to be consistent. Coleman Hawkins, like, we don't need Coleman Hawkins to be like, the guy that had all the hype heading into a sophomore. Do you year. trust a team though with 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 right now Ty Rogers is is their point guard? No, no, not at all. Right. Not to win not in March, all. which is why right. which is why what works is when you just go iso ball and you got two guys and you can't stop. Sure, that's but, why it works. But tonight. but don't ask was that for one night? I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I just I I, I need to I'm see saying. more. I need to see a lot more out of Illinois before I'm anointing them as the second or even maybe third best team. I agree. Right now in the Big Ten. I like this, 100% agree. This, again, might have just been a great matchup and a great individual performance from Marcus Domask. Let's turn big picture then to the Big Ten since this is the topic of discussion on who the second best team is. I mean, 
guys. What are the candidates, man? It, right. We, can we go through them? Well, I mean, it's well, Wisconsin. And, but Jeff, and it's going to change every week. We're going to have this. Who's the second best team? And honestly, it's going to change every week. Let's get to that question after we get to the interview. Rob Doster caught up with Marcus Domask after his career high 33 point performance. Here's that convo. Now let me welcome onto the field of 68 after dark. Marcus Domask, fresh off of a 33 point performance from career high came Madison Square Garden. That feels good. Uh, you can kind of feel the history in the air. Like I don't know how to describe it, but the garden is special. So you know it, it feels good to kind of let the work show on a spot spotlight like this. So you transferred from Southern Illinois to Illinois. I'm assuming the opportunity to play with like this. What was that experience like? playing against a team that maybe where you guys are trying to go. Yeah, it was awesome. I just felt like our team was you know, so locked in. Like, how, how can you not be ready to go in a game like this? You know, our just team was locked in during the scout and everything, and I felt like we had a good game plan to go get the win, and we showed that. You guys came into this as one of the best defensive teams in the country. You just put up nine. What does that say about what you're seeing? Uh, you, I mean, if you ask me you know, what our ceiling is, I think, I think we can win a national championship. You know, obviously, we got a lot of work to do before we get there. And, you know, I think we have a lot to improve on. You know, our defense wasn't up to how it usually is. And our, our defense rebounding wasn't as good as it usually is. So, you know, we got the win, but we got a lot of stuff we can do better. Thank you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was Rob Doster and Marcus Domask. We are back with you on the field of 68 After Dark from Madison Square Garden after the Jimmy V Classic. It was rocketing here as UConn beat North Carolina as Illinois beat FAU. Jeff Goodman, Rob Doster with you. Okay, I so feel like, we by were the talking. Way, I'm, I'm in between two Big East guys right now. This is I, I feel like dirty or something. You feel dirty? Yeah, like in why between you feel the two dirty? of you when UConn wins like this. It's just. I feel gross. Why do you why do you hate UConn? I feel gross. Well, why this is a UConn? question. Ben Hurley was... really does think I hate him. You do. Right? You should have seen him. Fantasar, what happened there? I watched it. Yeah. I went up to Hurley after the game. I think he just likes doing this shit to me. 
And uh, he acted like he was mad at me again. I'm like, what did I do? Now, I'm, I'm dealing with very little sleep, so I might have done something. I have no idea at this point. <laughs> uh, but eventually we, we, we talked it out again. I just don't know why you feel dirty. I don't know. The you haven't even given me the chance to, to give a state in the Big East, which is coming up. <laughs> oh, I have great. a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Maybe hey, it's just yeah. foreshadowing. Right. It might come at 3 a.m. We might not be on the air. I might just start yelling inside this building. By, yeah. That wouldn't be the first time that you just started that's wandering around Madison Square. I'm going to be asleep yeah, by one at the top of your lungs. That's true. Okay. So we do have to get back to the Big Ten for a moment because I think what's more interesting right now than who's second best, Michigan State's back at home tonight. They're hosting Wisconsin. Wisconsin's riding this high yeah. off the win over Marquette, and and timing is everything typically, right? Oh, Wisconsin will ride the high. Michigan State's going to be angry. They're totally. finally going to break through. Nope. It was an easy one. 70 right? to 50. Looked, easy one. Like to be an easy one. 70 to 57. Wisconsin wins. Here is the stat. This first came in from Jeff Borzello. Borzello. Credit. Yes, Jesus. I'm going to give him credit. He says. Why are we giving him credit? Michigan couldn't even come to the game. He wasn't was feeling he? well. What's it? What do you have? A little, little. What, what did he have? It, it wasn't. It wasn't little. It was a big stomach bug that he. A had big to stomach bug. Yeah, he had a belly ache. Uh, Borzello had a belly ache. Yeah. The Nutrigrain didn't. On. It was a stale batch or something. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Michigan State has now matched the worst eight-game start by an AP preseason top five team over the last forty years. The worst AP top five preseason well, but, but start. Part of that, at four listen, and four. Okay. Part of that is let's face it. Most of these teams are playing by games, a lot of by games. Now, they lost one to James Madison to start the year, but right. Tom Izzo does not play they lost cupcakes. A I'm, but I'm <laughs> saying he's not loading, he's I not know. loading up on it. I know, so but. He's got a tougher schedule than most. Most teams in the last 40 years are not playing league games in the first eight. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, I agree with all that you so, just said. That's a fair, very fair point. Having said that, they only have one more non-conference high-caliber game left. Yeah. That is against Baylor. It's in Detroit. It's part of that loaded Saturday, December the 16th, that features a whole bunch of matchups that we can talk about in a different time. Where is the panic meter with Michigan State on a scale of 1 to 10? Like an 8.5. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're, it's we're getting up there. 8.5. We're getting up there. What, what has gone so wrong for this team this early in the season, Rob? They don't have anybody other than Tyson Walker that scares you at this point, right? Like, you can't just rely on having a five foot 11 dude go out there and get you 35 every single night That's to be able true. to win. Um, they're trying to play two bigs now with Mati Sissoko and Carson Cooper, and that's not going to work. Part of that is because Malik Hollis. Part of that is because Malik Hall is, is, is sick, and he's not playing all that well. The freshmen aren't coming along. Where is Xavier Booker? Does anyone know where Xavier Booker right. is? What do you is think he, he is? We knew this. I is mean, Izzo said it. No, no. Look, I, I get I mean, it. We knew I'm, he wasn't going to be an impact player. No, I know, as a but, freshman. What I'm, but what I'm saying is that when you have when you have a team that is put built out around having for Xavier Booker. Yeah, but we need one. He didn't play tonight. <laughs> he didn't play he didn't tonight. Play, but he hasn't played I at all right, for the most right. part. Like can't count just, on him. You can't count on him. They don't have a five man. They do not have a five man like a legit five man. They, Hogar was actually pretty good tonight, but generally you don't know what you're going to get out of Hogar. That's Jay Nakes is still MIA. That's the, he's the problem. Like, to me, that's the biggest issue is too much is on Tyson Walker. We all thought Jay Nakins would, would make a jump now that he's healthy. Last year he wasn't, and he, he just hasn't. And listen, when, when, when you look at Izzo and you bring back everything, you just assume Michigan State is going to be better. 
But maybe they're the same team from a year ago for the most and part. And they lost their best shooter leading score. Right, I mean, right, which was huge. Yeah, and I, I think – I don't want to say that we overrated them because I don't think that we did. I think that when you have a team that is coached by the guy that they're coached by, that brings back an all-conference point guard in Tyson Walker, a guy that is going to be borderline all-conference that we could have projected in A.J. Hogard, a guy in Jay Nakins that everyone thought that this would finally be the year he broke out. You got a, a, a senior in Malik Hall. You got bigs that you can rotate through in theory, right? You got a – to like, be a roster we, we that you were like, okay. But here's what I will say. And I, I might have said this to one of you guys, Champions Classic. I, I, I said, <laughs> if Tyson Walker is your best player – then you're in a little bit, and I love Tyson Walker, just not as my star, because he's little, and I just, I, I need for a team that's gonna like go deep, like and have a chance to, to win, win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Tyson Walker can be your best player. Well, certainly, he needs more. They're help. just not getting yes. enough. Certainly, help. He, 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 so he, I, like I, you need a like a one B with him. Yeah. Well, so what? I, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is I, what's the difference between him and R.J. Davis? Yeah, I'm not Our, sure. You know, what, Davis is gonna, you right, know what it is? It's Armando Bacot. It's a better supporting. You know cast. what? You know what it is? It's Harrison Ingram. Because right. I would make the argument that right now RJ Davis is North Carolina's best player. Yeah, he right? has been. Sure. And you, but you oh, have Ingram an anchor, might be right. But you have an anchor in Armando. You know what you're going to get from Armando Bacot every single yeah. night. Yeah. You're going to get 16 and 11 from him. Yeah. He's going to be big. He's going to be physical. He's going to wear down your the other team's opposing big. They're going to get him into foul trouble. Harrison Ingram has been terrific this season. So Tom, you, Tom you, Izzo has no idea what he's going to get out of. Anybody not named Tyson Walker. Well, we know what we're going to get out of their bigs this year, and that's, that's the problem. Saying. Which is a problem because <laughs> that's it, that's the and, problem. And, the, and the bigger problem he didn't is – go to the portal. Yeah, that's it. He didn't you go can't to count the portal. on freshman and bigs. Izzo, he's going to fight it. He's going to fight it. He's going to fight it. He's going to be loyal to his guys. He's not going to run dudes off. And ultimately, yeah, it probably cost them because if he got in the portal, I mean, you don't think, oh, boy, the, the Suns owner, uh, Ishbia, would have given him a little yeah. bit of coin. Oh, go yeah. get a guy out of the portal. They got coin there. That's yeah, what I'm saying, like he trust me, he could have gotten dudes out of the portal. He decided not to. I would assume next year, that'll change. Hey, portaling doesn't guarantee. No, but you. Cam Spencer yeah. would have helped him. Cam, Cam Spencer tonight would have helped the Chicago Bulls. Okay, yeah, he would have. And so would Marcus Domas. <laughs> By the way, but Cam, hey, portal guys, I'm saying, portal, portal guys, veteran guys, gotta get the right ones, right? Can, Kansas can just, gets can Timberlake. Can we just talk about the fact that Cam Spencer is out here with like a 42 year old father of three vibe with like the black shoes and the white socks? Probably can't even dunk out here, just running his mouth getting texts with Armando Bacon. He said, he, he, said he, uh, he got rid of the old shoes. They, yeah. I think they hurt his toes or something. <laughs> That's the so, most old man thing I've ever heard in my life. I had to get new shoes because they hurt my toes. That's what you would say. Yeah, Probably have said it. You have definitely have said it. <laughs> Before we get to Big East, Big 12, one other Big Ten score to. tonight. Oh, yes. Right. In Ann Arbor. Yes. The, oh, you should be celebrating. The, the, my Hoosiers. The Indiana Hoosiers, Hoosiers. are 7-1. They win at Michigan 78-75. to and You seem surprised. I'm, yeah, I'm Freaking shock. Is I this mean, not Mike Woodson's best coaching job? <laughs> I listen, no. I mean, you beat a Maryland team that that frankly has been awful. As disappointing as almost any team in the country. Kevin Willard said that he went to church. Uh, I, I hope he said a lot of Hail Marys too. Something. Because he, he's gonna need more than just one day at church. Um you know You can't believe they're seven and one. But I can because again, they beat Michigan. 
we all looked at Michigan going into the season and being like, all right, they're an NIT team at best, right? We all did. Yes, you did too. You did too. <laughs> going into the year, I'm saying not your your second best team in the Big Ten. That happened after like two games. Yeah, preseason. That was, that was after I started drinking again. Yeah, <laughs> preseason. You stopped. Nobody thought they were more than an NIT team. So give listen, give Indiana credit. They've won these mm-hmm. games without Xavier Johnson. They're two and zero in the Big Ten. They barely beat like Army, Gulf Coast, every other team they played. Um, I, I think I, it'll eventually catch up with them because they they just Mike Woodson is a believer in like not shooting threes. Well, right? I mean that, that's that's my question about them, right? So, how how should you feel if you are an Indiana fan? On the one hand, I think when you watch that team play as it is right now, it's very hard to buy into the idea that they have that they are playing a level of basketball at this very moment that is good enough to be able to make a run of the tournament, compete in the Big Ten. On the other hand, we're sitting here on December. It's probably December 6th by now. They're 7-1. and They're 2-0 and in the Big Ten. They have a road win against Michigan. They have a win over Maryland. And I don't know. And they've won close games. Like, I know it's against bad teams. They've won close games. So, I think the next two games they play, the next two Saturdays is what they got. Auburn in Atlanta for the holiday hoops, yeah. uh, hoops giving yeah. down there. And then um, they get Kansas come I'll into Indianapolis yeah. next Saturday. We're going to find out everything we need to know about this Indiana. The perimeter season. shooting in that game could oh, be, be something short. out of the. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of bricks. I might, like... I might actually bring a brick to Bloomington. <laughs> I might bring a brick and bring it in Assembly Hall. Go to the Indy 500 track and pick up a brick. I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to walk in. <laughs> With carrying a, a huge brick into Bloomington. I mean, that's some rough perimeter shooting. Oh, it's going to be ugly. And that's why, how could you feel good about Bill Indiana's would probably laugh if I did He would that think actually. that's funny. I think so. I think maybe If not. he wins, I which he should. Would, I don't think Woodson would laugh to see that. <laughs> no, I don't either. No. You're susceptible, though. When you're not hitting perimeter shots yeah. from game to game, you're susceptible to lose to anyone. Because yeah, somebody I can mean, come it, out and, and do that no to doubt. you. Listen, this Indiana team looks nothing more than an NIT team right now. I, I get that they beat Maryland. I get that they beat Michigan. Those are good wins, but those are probably against two teams that aren't going to make the NCAA tournament at the end of the day. Mm. They're not what's going to get you in the NCAA tournament. Now, you you need to avoid bad losses. That's what that that's doing. You, you know what's going to get them into the NCAA tournament? Go ahead. Beating Auburn will help. Yeah. You don't remember what happened in this building? Not two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, uh, right. almost losing to Louisville. Yeah, almost lost to Louisville. But did they lose to Louisville? No. and, and No, that's the they thing. beat Louisville. Yes. There you go. That's punching your ticket right there. That's a blue blood, right? All right. Where are you <laughs> going? <laughs> there, again, off, way know. off the tracks. Way off the tracks. Let's get back on the track with a word from our partners at MGM. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. 
And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When across the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts so download the bet mgm app today another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Field of 68 After Dark from the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden. John Fanta, Jeff Goodman, Rob Dowster with you after the Jimmy V Classing, which Illinois beat FAU, then UConn, they beat. North Carolina in a top 10 showdown, 87-76. to 76. Speaking of UConn, they were the one bright spot in the Big East tonight because the Big East had a rough, rough, rough night. The conference is now 3-7. and seven. Is that why Val, Val looked a little down, Ackerman, uh, postgame? Obviously a tough night for the commissioner uh, uh, of the Big East and a tough time right now for the Big East because they're 3-7 and seven in the Big East Big 12 battle. 3-7. and seven. One more to go tomorrow night uh, against Texas. Marquette will host Texas. Interesting game. It's the game of the night tomorrow. Uh, guys, here's the stat at the moment on, on a conference that we thought could be the best in college basketball. It is not the Big 12. UConn, Creighton, Marquette, and Villanova are 12-5 and five versus Ken Palm top 75 teams this season. Again, UConn, Creighton, Marquette, and Villanova are 12-5 and five against Ken Palm top 75. The rest of the Big East, the other seven teams against Ken Palm top 75 teams, a record of five wins to 17 losses. How concerned are you about the conference? Uh, outside of the top three, I'm very concerned. I, I mean, look, I you guys know how high I was on Providence coming in. Um, that win over Wisconsin that they had at the start of the year is going to age very, very well. Um, but I don't know how much else on the resume right now is aging well. Uh Kansas State has not looked great. They took the loss to Kansas State. Um, their best win is over Georgia. Georgia has not necessarily looked great, although they had a nice win over Georgia Tech today. Um, and then they went on the road, and they kind of got blitzed a little bit at Oklahoma. And, um, look, Oklahoma's good. They're a top-20 team for a reason. They're undefeated for a reason. I think that they have a chance to like actually make a little bit of noise. They, uh, that's probably a different conversation for a different day. But I'm worried about Providence. That was a team that was supposed to be top six in this league, right? Villanova. Oh, and they lost Justin Moore to a knee thing. We'll see how long he's going to end up being out, but 
they have not been good. I think they are four and five on the year, four and four on the year. That's a bad sign. Xavier, too young, too banged up. They're yep. just they lost at home to Delaware. It's just it's Nova six and four. Yeah. It's just it's it's the Johnnies rough. don't have anything. The they, they have don't no meat in the bone. Right? No. So no. that's the hard part. You're you're mm-hmm. you thought you were gonna go in to league play with like six or seven teams as resume wins. Now you're going in with like three or four. Three. And those three are all teams that we want to talk about tier one, tier A, tier A, whatever. Marquette, UConn, and Creighton are all going to be top eight teams when things are all said and done. So how many times are they going to lose to teams that aren't Marquette, Creighton, or UConn? They're going to need to. Like Villanova's going to need to knock out. But again, you look at it and you're like, all right, DePaul stinks. Mm -hmm. I mean, stinks. Stinks. One of the worst teams in in Georgetown stinks. They're not good. They're not good. I'm shocked. But they're not good in year one of Cooley. I thought they'd be better. Not great, but but maybe an NIT team. And the issue there is – by by February, they're going to pick off a team or two. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because yeah. they almost picked off TCU. Yeah, not that TCU show me anything. I mean, talk, they have talk not about the worst non-conference schedule to date yeah, of for any sure. of any team. I think to your point, Seton Hall's not very good. No. no. So you you're talking about, and again, Xavier is not very good. They're not. They're not very good. They're not probably. I'd be surprised if they're a tournament team. They're, I mean, they're, they're not. Right. Right now. They've right. lost to they've yeah. lost to Oakland and right. Delaware. That's what I'm saying they're yeah. not going to be a they're tournament, tournament team. team. Right. I mean, it's and Sean. Look, it's, it is, I, what, and I don't. But that's Butler. the problem. That's the problem is they're not a tournament team. Sean right. and he's got a bunch of freshmen that are going to get better. Sure. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to end up beating someone like yeah. a Providence, that's right. on the like bubble. a Villanova yeah. that's on the bubble, and that's going to be something that weighs down their resume. So could this be a four bid league? Yeah. I think that you think it's a four bid Big East. I still think that you set the line at five and a half, and I still think that they got a chance. We haven't talked about Butler very much on the I show. Know, it's, Butler's, Butler, Butler's I'm not good. sure if I buy in yet. I, I'm kind of, I'm leaning towards them being like top fifty good. I think that they're they're top fifty good. And I mean, if listen, they're top fifty good. You got a chance to be able to win enough games to get to the tournament. He, here's the thing with Butler. Okay, he scheduled pretty smart. Yes. So if you take a look and the net does this you yeah. pointed this out yesterday win accumulation is something that the net yeah. likes now they beat texas tech in a thrilling game you got to credit them for doing that they took two of three down in orlando they mm-hmm. beat boise state and penn state but they didn't lose to those teams right. and they only lost to fau by five points yeah we just don't know if penn state boise state or texas tech are any of those actual ncaa tournament teams boise state will will be close right. I don't, i'm not buying texas tech and penn state that's what i'm saying Rhodes got some stuff. Right. So, like, like again, Butler, we'll see. They're, they're a wait and see. Do you think that Villanova will miss the NCAA tournament? Yes. Yeah, I, I just yeah. – honestly, they don't have a point guard. They don't have a point they guard. Don't have, they don't have a point guard, and they just lost Justin Moore. So, here's how I see it then, and, and tell me if I'm wrong. I think you've got the three teams at the top that are firmly at the top. Other leagues don't necessarily have a three that are that strong. You got to fill out the field too, guys. You, you got to fill out the field. right. So then, for me, that's why Providence still blew out Wisconsin. Right. Like they lost right. to Oklahoma Prov- on the road. They're going to make as, it as long Providence as Providence doesn't have like an atrocious conference again, slate. They'll make that it. That win over they're going to have like a good. Can Rick Pitino finish in the top? That's it. Four. If you look at what they've done, if he finishes in the top four, at, trust you, me, they're going to put him in. Yeah, but if Chris Mullen got in the first four. But if you look at what, but that's my point. Actually done. Like they lost. They don't have. Horrible. They lost two to two seventy-five teams. They beat Utah, who's actually going to end up being pretty good. They're like top forty in most of the metrics right now, right? So it's not like we're sitting here 
and they've dropped a bunch of bye games. No. In an 11-team league, your goal should be to get about five or six bids. I think there's a three that's very strong, and I think there'll be two teams that pick off one or two of those top teams, yeah, and they get, get in. They'll get, get five in. Right. And it comes down to probably St. John's, Providence, Butler, Providence. Providence, and I guess Villanova, because you never know if they right. could go on it's a run. Those it's four, those four. Those two, four. Two, two, yeah, two it's teams. It's got to be separation. And, and, again, there should be with DePaul, with Georgetown, with some of those teams, Seton Hall at the bottom. But that's the funky thing with net, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but it does feel like like St. John's. You just said it. I agree with everything. They beat Utah on a neutral. Utah's metrics yeah. are screwed up, too. St. John's has Boston College, Fordham, and Hofstra left on their non-conference and Sacred Heart. But it's like it feels like the net likes eleven and two. Yeah, I, I think if you beat but, those teams bad the, enough, early they in will. the season it does, and yeah. then it'll Catch kind of like we, we right. can't right. right now. We can't look at the net and really evaluate. It's just too early. But I I know that. But I could tell you right now, talking with people downstairs tonight, that like a, a Dan Gabbett and yeah. people around the sport say, this, like UConn. What does UConn do? They either play great or they play absolute horrendous teams. And what do they win by? A hundred, four hundred, yeah. Right. There's something to be said Again, about that. You can't play the, the system. Iowa State is the perfect example right now. I mean, they're like 11 or 12 in the net, and they they, they really haven't beaten anybody, but they're beating the hell out of everybody they play these, these you know, low-level teams. Sam Lipsy had a triple-double the other day. Did you see that? He had 15, yeah. 10, to 10. Like, you know who it came against? Who? DePaul. There you DePaul. Go. DePaul. Well, you could score 10 yeah. to 10 against DePaul. Yeah. All right, uh, go before ahead. We, before we do toast, Fanta, this yeah, is big where game we, tomorrow night, Marquette in Texas. Game. And this is where we have to talk about Vaulted. Vaulted is an app that allows you to participate in daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. It is the place you can store your own predictions forever. And by using the Vaulted Challenge feature, you can prove you're smarter than your friends, your enemies, and Jeff Goodman. Go download the Vaulted app and its free trial, V-L-T-E-D. And challenge your friends, store your predictions, and join daily cash prize pools without an entry fee. What's your prediction? Here's my challenge. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. What do you got? Marquette's winning tomorrow. Oh, yeah. They're winning. That Marquette's game. covering tomorrow. I, like, I don't understand how Texas is ranked 12th. Can anybody explain ranked. that to me? You don't have them ranked, right? Hell no. They almost lost to Louisville. Who have they beaten? They Nobody. haven't really beaten anybody yet, but the saying. reason the reason they're ranked is because, because they, they were ranked in the preseason and they haven't really lost. Like that's just that's kinda, all it is. Yeah, you're ranked in the preseason, you're just going to go up until you lose. Like it just it is what it is, man. That's the that's how rankings go. I still think there's talent on that roster for Texas, but um, I'm just envisioning Max Haysmith dealing with like Stevie Mitchell and those guys. Good luck. Like, I I love Max. Yeah, I good love luck, man. Oral Roberts, but like that's that's a tough. Match. And Marquette's coming off a loss. They're coming off a loss to Wisconsin in which Shaka Smart will have them ready to respond. And this is where Texas, to me, the key against Marquette is if you can get into Iguodaro and make Oso Iguodaro's life a nightmare. Because yeah. what happened? Kansas didn't. And what happened for Oso against Kansas? He beat him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Last we struggle. Are we ready for toast of the night? Yeah, we can. Let's, let's do it. Now, you. <laughs> okay. So I'm watching Goodman's phone. Now. You, you I was seated. Yes, I was seated next to Matthew Norlander yeah. tonight in a in a tough spot. Honestly, it was yeah. better to be elevated yes. in press row. We were down and couldn't see anything. Couldn't see anything. Yeah. In the midst of things, yeah. we are uh, following some certain tweets from you that had some score updates. Yeah, and, and it, it wasn't women's basketball. Did Norlander like those? The, the we tweets? we both loved it. Okay. 
so what happened tonight? Who are you toasting? So I'm, I'm going to toast uh, tonight to the Mississippi University for Women. Not a women's team. Not a women's team, a men's team. But the Mississippi University for Women went out and they played McNeese State. And they didn't play McNeese State with Will Wade because he's still serving, the, I think, the final game of his suspension. I think this is 10. Um, Tough for him to sit through that And they tonight. almost covered. They didn't win, but they didn't go out there to win. Wait a minute. There was a line for this they Almost game? covered. They, they lost the 92 to 23. The line was uh, 69. Nice. 69 times. That was I'm not getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute. They won by... They won by 69? Yeah, it was a push. It's a push. It's a push. You got to be kidding me. They didn't cover. They didn't cover. The Mississippi University for women pushed. Yeah. Do you want want any any scouting report on the Mississippi? No, we don't. We're going to move on. We're going to move on on for this. Uh, Go ahead with the toast toast tonight. Not presented by Chipotle. The leading scorer was Tariq Islamovich. Do you know how many points? All right. Do you know how many points he had? Go. Five points. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm going with I'm going with Grand Canyon. I'm going with uh with Bryce Bryce Ray Harrison at 23 tonight. Colin Moore had 15. Your boy Tyon Grant Foster had 18, 5, and 5. And I will say this about Grand Canyon. Um, everyone loves to to throw out these whole like mid-major who's going to be the next team to make a final four who is this year's charleston who is this year's fau i think grand canyon is this year's like they got players the, the they team got that can make a threat. tyon grant foster is a guy that is probably going to get an nba paycheck at some point in his life do you think grand canyon is seven and one vanderbilt is four and four do you think right now no comment i'm going to change the subject on vanderbilt this right fans now. would rather have bryce drew back or Jerry Stackhouse right now. So, Fanta, um, I do think that it's I, also. I think they'd rather have Bryce Trump. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's also very interesting. You see, how I just dodged that. It's also very. You're interesting. You're not going to answer it. You're I think it's really very, not going to answer. I think that it's question. very interesting. A lot of people are worried about this San Diego State team. Not worried about them. They lost by six on the road to a talented Grand Canyon yeah. team, who is very good, and they lost by nine on the road to a BYU team. Who you want to talk about metrics? Wow. The absolute metrics, darling. Wow. You talk to Mark Pope great by the way hope's great how about the patino story that was great that was terrific he would give his life for the man but he he didn't know who he was more mad at at the end of a practice himself or patino <laughs> um who am i going to toast i'm going to toast two things number one i'm going to toast mitch henderson's princeton tigers yes. who should be ranked because did they play tonight yes, yes they beat they drexel be? they covered uh, they covered who said a line? Z- princeton eight and a half against drexel that was a layup. Zadie and Lee. Free money. Zadie and Lee is he's gone from a guy who scored like three, four points per yeah. game on a on a sweet sixteen team That's that had Tosana Woma. Yeah. He's averaging about 17, 18 per game. Tonight he led them in scoring. They're nine and oh. Six of their wins have come away from Jabwin Jim. They're nine and oh for the first time since nineteen nineteen. That's pre Kirill. <laughs> so Mitch Henderson, yeah. I'm telling you right now, Mitch Henderson is gonna deserve a better job. And it's nothing against Princeton. I just think if you're a power conference school, you could do a lot worse. Vanderbilt. Stanford. Stanford. I mean, it's going to be a job in that kind of wheelhouse of academics. Mm -hmm. Academia. Look at you sounding smart. When when you start throwing out big words, we know it's time for Jeff. And I'm going to toast the state of South Carolina. 
I'm going to toast State. Clemson, South Carolina, 7-0 versus 7-0. David Bentley and Terrence Oglesby are fired up for Clemson <laughs> and South Carolina. Good could Clemson, could, Good that's name. tomorrow you night. Should have, you should have heard. 7-0 versus 7-0. You should have heard T.O. yesterday I, on, on our podcast. Like, he he was fired up. You, T.O. Really? wakes up fired up, all right? T.O. always brings the juice. And once he started talking about Clemson, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, boy. They could be the best team in the ACC. That's not crazy. That's not bananas right no, now. No, it's not. Like, that's not that hot a take. Think about that. They could be. P.J. Hall could be the ACC player of the year. Probably if they, if they win the ACC, we are never going to hear the end of it from Terrence Ogles. Oh, no. Ever. And you have to give credit to Coach Paris and yeah. Michi Johnson yeah. because it appears the Gamecocks are heading in the right direction. Well, you just got to win games. If you're South Carolina, just win games. Build a schedule that allows you to get some momentum, win some games, because ultimately you, you got to have a pretty good record, even if you don't make the tournament, even if they look at you at the end of the year, you win 20 games, and they look, the committee, and they're like, no, no, you didn't play enough people. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you need momentum. You need to win some games. Mm -hmm. Were you excited to see me tonight after being in Boca all weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, like, my God, am I tired of him. Now, Gottlieb like, ripped your, to Charleston. Gottlieb ripped your outfit in the walk and talk feature. Gottlieb goes, what is he wearing? Yeah. What was it? Yeah, you had the gray T-shirt on with the, the turkey neck. It was all stretched out. You were showing off a lot of your traps. You had on the uh, the open-toed slides yeah. with basketball shorts on. They were comfortable. Yeah. You were very I was comfortable. comfortable. You were very comfortable. We want to thank everybody at Madison Square Garden for hosting us tonight. I'm not sure what is going on in the They're section. They're running you out. Next, yeah. It's it's my time to go back to Boot in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm <laughs> heading, New Jersey. I'm heading to you have it. You're heading to Patino's. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I think he'd let me in now. He a year later, he absolutely I think, Honestly, he might leave the door unlocked for me. Before we leave, I'm going to blow uh, 30 seconds. I'm going to blow your mind. Yeah. Tomorrow night, St. John's is playing Sacred Heart. Rick Patino is coaching St. John's. Jay Wright is calling the game. Wow. Come on. Why is Jay Wright calling that game? I don't make the assignments. What the hell is going on? <laughs> That's going to do it for us tonight. For Rob Doster, for Jeff Goodman, for our producer, Dagan Hughes. Dagan. Thanks night, for Dagan. good. Thanks for yeah. Don't let the bed bugs bite, Dagan. We know the Pirates lost tonight. I'm at, oh, Dagan's not going to bed after this. I'm not sure what he's doing, but he's not going to bed. Ooh. I'm John Fanta. So long from New York City, everybody. We're back with you tomorrow, 9-11, to recap Marquette, Texas, and more. This has been After Dark. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.